In less than a year, our podcast has gone from an average of 10,000 downloads a month to 50,000 downloads. What made the difference? You leaving us a five-star review. The more positive reviews, the more the algorithm picks us up, and more people are confronted by the law and gospel of Jesus Christ. Help us press forward the crown rights of King Jesus by leaving us a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks. Now, the reality is for all those who are in Christ Jesus, you have been forgiven of all your sin. And in all our cases, our sin is much. In the objective sense, there's not one Christian who has ever been forgiven little. All have been forgiven much. But again, Jesus is speaking to the perception, the subjective sense. Those who recognize, sure, you've all been forgiven much, but not all of us recognize the full depth of that forgiveness. And the reason why we miss the sheer magnitude of God's grace in the gospel is because we miss how holy God is and how sinful we are. If you miss God's holiness and you miss man's sinfulness, you miss Christ's forgiveness. And the irony is that the forgiveness of Christ, his assurance of pardon, the gospel of free grace is the very wind in our sails that drives us towards obedience to God's law in its third use. The person who is following the light to their path and the lamp to their feet, that's a person who's radically been changed and impacted by the free grace of Jesus and the forgiveness of sins. The reason why we always say David was a man after God's own heart despite his sin with Bathsheba. No. No, David was a man after God's own heart precisely because of his sin with Bathsheba. That sin along with a litany of others It's not the only one, but it's profound sins like that that made David cling so closely to Christ. It's not that he loved God despite his sin. He loved God for his forgiveness in light of his sin. Like the woman who's using her tears to wash the feet of Jesus and her hair to dry. She does this, why? Because her sins are many. And she knows her sins are many. But there's something there. There's an application there. Because that woman, her sins, in one sense, were no more many than the sins of the religious rulers of Jesus' day. In fact, you could argue in some sense, perhaps even less. At least she didn't have the sin of self-righteousness. These other guys, Jesus even says, you did nothing for me. You've exercised no real hospitality. I came into your house. You gave me nothing. You didn't wash my feet. But since she's entered the room, she has not ceased to weep and wash my feet with her tears and dry them with her hair. Her sins are many. Now Jesus is telling them to their face, so are yours. Namely, the sin you're committing right now by ignoring the Messiah. The sin you're committing right now by your arrogance, pride, and self-righteousness. So there's a very real sense in which These Pharisees and Sadducees are just as sinful as the woman, perhaps even more. But why is she so profoundly broken by her sin and therefore driven in her worship of the Savior? Because she had the sins that were despised of the day. She had the sins that all of society agreed on were sinful. 